episode 136. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going, Dave? How's it going? We're recording Monday. Monday might be our new recording day, uh, if things hold up the way they are. We'll, we'll see how this goes. It's a gar- I think it's the, the the most guaranteed day that you and I are home in the night at night. <laughs> with our, yeah, with at, our at new jobs. Point. Both of our new jobs. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a new job. Michael has a newer job. Mine is like three yes. months old. So. <laughs> yes. So uh, we're getting used to that. So our plan in watching this week's going to be a little low, but we at least have some news to talk about. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we are obviously uh, Digital Days Gaming. We're a weekly podcast that posts every Thursday morning on podcast services of essentially of your choosing. If for some reason there's a service you like to use and we're not on there, let us know and uh, Michael's really good at that. He'll figure it out if we can get on there. Um, but if your service allows you to leave a review, please do so. It's been a little while since any review for us has been left. So anything you can do to help with that, just to get some more eyes on the show, uh, is super, super helpful. Um, you can also just share the show, um, whether it's through retweeting or sharing on Facebook. Um, and you can also watch us live, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming, uh, where we are a Twitch affiliate. So you are able to support us with subscriptions if you choose. And if you have uh, Amazon Prime, you can combine that with your Twitch account and you get something called Prime Gaming, where they give out a bunch of free games, uh, free content for console games even. Um, and you should always download stuff that you get for free, um, no matter you what. Should. Because you never know when you might get a PC or there might be something that's created that, hell, at this point in time, like, you could might be able to plug a HDMI port into your TV that's got Steam on it, like in the next two years with the way everything's going. So, just uh, that goes for everything: PS Plus, Game Pass, Xbox Gold, um, Epic. I don't even like. I barely ever use the Epic Launcher other than to open it to download whatever free games I'm getting or add them yeah, to my library. It, so. But then you never download them. You just yeah. have them in your library. Yeah. So yeah, then and, and one day you when you have, have a PC or a laptop or you can sign into your buddy's laptop or something like that and play the game. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? You you might have Prime Gaming and not realize it because you know you never mess with that side of your Prime subscription. But like. If you can take some dollars from Jeff Bezos, take some dollars from Jeff Bezos and send him our way, yeah. okay? Because he's just going to keep all that money. So just uh, he has enough of it. Take some of that. So. Yeah, he he has enough. So just grab some Jeff Bezos money, throw it at your favorite streamer. Hopefully that's us. Yeah. But if it's not, I'm unhappy. But it's okay. So uh, as always, please consider reviewing, sharing, and subbing if possible. That goes for any of the links that you're able to do, whether it's YouTube or Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group, Discord, just anything that whatever avenue you use to socialize with people um please try to see if we're there and do that even though social media has been a nightmare this last week <laughs> but uh it's not been it's not been happy so all right uh we're gonna jump into some news really quick and like michael mentioned our playing and watching both will be very brief um i watched more than i played but we're gonna hit hit a couple of the post summer gaming news i guess we're at that point now <laughs> Yeah, in between the summer gaming news, because we still have Gamescom coming up. Uh, So the first bit of news is Skull and Bones has been rated by the ESRB. Uh, This is the third ratings board that Skull and Bones has been rated at. Uh, It looks like it's going to get an M rating across the board. Uh, Brazil and South Korea rated the game, I want to say last month and maybe the month prior. Uh, So no timeline exactly on when the game will come out, but it hitting the ESRB almost guarantees it will be very soon. Six months uh, max, I would say, right? Six months, yeah. Uh, and there's a little bit more stuff um, coming. Uh, so uh, a reputable, I guess, leaker, reporter. I don't know exactly how, you, uh, how you'd how you say uh, this, but 
uh, I believe it was like Tom Henderson uh, said that he expects July 4th week to be when they will re-reveal Skull and Bones. So we might get a little bit more info on Skull and Bones potentially next week. The most interesting bullet point you have in here is that it's an M rating. Um, So Mm -hmm. what I played years ago, 2018, 2019 at this point in time, um, was at that point only ship-to-ship combat. Um, Mm -hmm. And there wasn't really much that I recall seeing that warranted an M rating. Um, And I also kind of feel like this eliminates... I, I, I could be wrong, but I kind of feel like this eliminates the free-to-play world a little bit. So they did say that there are in-game purchases and DLC packs for microtransactions, so okay. that element still could be in there. I, I, uh, so I think the, the rating, element is still there. I just think the free-to-play might be out the window with an M rating. Is there another M-rated could, free-to-play game? M-rated. Oh, I'm sure there is. We, okay. we, we, we would have to look at free-to-play games uh, just to make sure. Oh, I guess there, your, death, your, your tower floor game. What was that? Um, Grim, Grim uh, Reaper, you know what I'm talking about, right? You moved up floors. Yeah, yeah. That was probably they pretty have the gruesome. New sequel, so. Yeah, uh, like the Deathverse game or whatever. Yeah. I just think that if you're going towards a large appeal audience, which you would try to do with any free-to-play game, I think fragmenting it under M is not a good idea, in my opinion. Yeah, but they're also competing with like Sea of Thieves, which is very much a T-rated game. Mm-hmm. So they might be going a different direction. Uh, the rating says it's for blood, strong language, suggestive themes, and drugs and violence. It is a pirate game, so yeah. I would imagine there is going to be some cursing going on and some other things happening as well. Uh, so it looks like we will be getting this kind of soon. Uh, I'm hoping we do hear about this during like, you know, what is that next week? Uh, that would be great to see uh some of this and then at this point time, i'd be happy like. to see anything hear anything from you yeah uh, that's <laughs> this is exactly what i was about to say like at this point it's been since like 2017 well i'm not even talking uh, about skull and bones i'm just talking about ubisoft uh, i mean other than roller derby like uh, roller champions yeah, roller champions yeah. and then um what was the other game that they just kind of released and we're like, here, was it Roller Champions? The one well, that they the just Roller Champions just came out like within last month. Um, yeah. And then the other. Um, Riders Republic. Yeah. Was Riders that this Republic. Year that, was that, was, year? that was this year. Riders Republic was this year. So yeah. it feels like it's February. But, um, yeah. you know, it's been it's been pretty quiet. We're, we are hearing some Assassin's Creed rumblings for end of end of August, early September. Um you know, which is a quick turnaround if this Assassin's Creed is coming out in November. But if they are trying to... It's not. They okay. They said it was an expansion year. Okay. Uh, I couldn't still. remember. So, But this is supposed yeah, to be uh, like their first um, games as a service. Uh, yeah, and there's been reports that they'd like already pulled back on that idea. So yeah, we have no idea yeah. what we're I mean, getting. It's, with it's Assassin's very curious Creed. about this new Ubisoft is supposed to be, and we haven't really heard anything from it, you know, because I don't think Roller Champions is the new Ubisoft that they're going for, the narrative driven no. games as a service thing. And they're seeing some other stuff. Uh, Bran, I mean, I don't think uh, in our chat, I don't think For Honor was ever free to play. That game has been given out for free on almost every platform. It became free to play. It did? Okay. It, yeah, it did You're become right. free to play, but yeah. it took like two years before yeah. it became free to play. I saw that um, a long time ago. I would too. say, oh yeah, Extraction totally came out not too long ago. Was that this year too? Is Extraction this year? Extinction. Rainbow that, Six Extinction. That's Extinction? not free to play either though. No, I don't know. In terms yeah. of like Ubisoft games. Yeah. Oh, I feel like 
this first half for Ubisoft has just been like, all right, let's just clear out whatever's been in development for however long so that they can transition into the new Ubisoft and not have like mixed messages being like, well, this game is like this and this game's like that. Like going forward after Skull and Bones is cleared out, I'm assuming Ubisoft's going to be pretty much like, here's our here's our Far Cry games, here's our Assassin's Creed games, and they're both kind of the same in mm-hmm. terms of like the delivery mechanism. Uh, so I would love to I, see I another like- branch of Immortals. I think I, I, I think mm-hmm. that would be really, really good. I don't know if we ever really heard how well that game did or didn't do. Um, I loved the art style and the storytelling that they were trying to accomplish in there. Um, you know, and just I was a little disappointed with their DLC expansions for that. Um, I'm kind of not I, I'm kind of burned out on their um, I can't think of it like the not the Rainbow Six stuff, but the um, the other Tom Clancy um, like not even the division stuff either. What's the Sage? other? Uh, no, the other one. Um, I can't remember the other four. Wildlands four players. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Wildlands. Yeah. Ghost yeah. Recon. Sorry. Ghost, Ghost Recon. Recon yeah. There we go. Took took my head a second there. Um, I'm kind of fatigued on that stuff, so I'm really curious. To I what... think the fan base is fatigued on that one because, yeah. like, even people that liked Wildlands, I think you like enjoyed Wildlands, but like compared to the previous ones, it was like, eh. Yeah, like I never even whatever. finished. That, I never even finished six. Far Cry six, and um, yeah, and it's supposed uh, to be really, Far Cry really is good. also another franchise. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I, I hope that they have some cool, new, interesting stuff up their sleeves. Um, I like I said, I really enjoyed Immortals. I kind of was. I'm, I'm kind of a little fatigued on Recon and Ghost Recon and Division. I'm hoping their Division free to play has some type of new aspect to it, but. Um, at this point in time, I'd, I'd like to hear them do something. I think they have a, a nice opportunity to hit in this in this uh, holiday window. If they can find one or two things that can stick, they have a great opportunity because it's pretty light. Yeah, uh, we did get confirmation from Ubisoft that they will be at Gamescom so at the end of August. So that would be perfect time for their Assassin's Creed stuff. And Heartland is due this year, right? Like that was Allegedly. like the target year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, like, that would, I think, be the last game that they can get away with shadow dropping. Because I have a feeling Skull and Bones is just going to be, like, it's going to be, like, it's available today if it is free to play. But if it is a big box release, which I don't think they would risk, uh, I I would imagine Heartland is going to be the next one that's, like, it's available now. And then they run with it. Uh, Because I don't think they can go early access after their last, like, free to play early access game dropped farscape or hyperscape God, what was it hyperscape yeah. jesus christ we're bad with ubisoft games today yeah. <laughs> uh but like i don't think they can get away like i think division heartland is gonna have to be something that like day one feels complete yeah i think if this is a if this is a true reintroduction of skull and bones uh, if, if we're led to believe i think this would be something that would be like their november release if this is a true reintroduction or if it's like going to be a free to play game, it's like, and the game is available next week, right? Sort of thing. If it's not free to play, uh, then they they reintroduce it and they build the pre order hype with their with their multiple editions, and they go back to Ubisoft two years ago. Which yeah, which would like be, it, like it, don't like it, hate it, don't hate it, you love it, don't love it, like whatever. It worked for them. 
Like it did, it sold. It, it worked for units. them four years ago. I know, but now I, I don't. I'm not like, saying it would or wouldn't yeah. work right now, but whatever they're trying to do ain't working because it's just it's just a, a void. <laughs> like there's yeah. there's a void of nothing right now. <laughs> Ubisoft feels like a company that tried to get themselves sold a couple months ago and it didn't happen, and now they're like shit. We have to release these games, and and that is currently what they're doing right now. Is just like okay. Yeah, because there's, 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 there's rumblings about the Mario Rabbids game being in October as well. Yeah, the Nintendo store did leak the release date yeah. for that, so that is coming out uh, this year. And uh, was it November the release date? That, October like, that 20th, store? I thought October? I saw, but I could be yeah. wrong. So. Yeah. But speaking of so, other Nintendo games. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Metroid Prime, I misspelled that word. <laughs> Uh, Metroid Prime Remake is possibly coming this holiday. So according to Jeff Grubb, Metroid 1's long-awaited remaster is set to hit the 20th anniversary of the game in November. According to Grubb, the whole Prime trilogy is set to be re-released, but only the first game is getting like a big remaster, which is the most Nintendo thing I can think <laughs> of. Of Just like, we're going to, instead of remastering the whole trilogy in one package, we're going to release the first one remastered, and then the other two... We're just going to re-release those and they'll probably come through on the uh, Nintendo online service or something. Uh, but these the, the rumors have been going on for, I want to say, like two years now that like Metroid Prime remaster has been done for a long time. But Nintendo has just been sitting on it because they just didn't know the perfect time to release it. And Nintendo just kind of functions that way where they always have some games completed and ready to go because they like to stay ahead of things. You know, it's not like we see with other publishers and developers who yeah, like, they're tell definitely you. more proactive than reactive. Like, yes. So if they, I, am I, could I, do I believe that they've had this sitting and they're waiting for the right opportunity or they're waiting for a Metroid dread to kind of like to, for them to think that, okay, like are we losing a little bit of steam with dread, which I think they have, but they, it, it, I think it did initially better than they thought it would. So they're like, okay, now this is ready. And then we can follow it up with this. Um, do we all obviously know that N- Nintendo beat goes to the beat of their own drum. They do not care what anybody else thinks, says, or does <laughs> they do what they do. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, I would probably check this out personally. I don't have any recollection of the Prime series. I, I more, my Metroid time frame is more on the 2D stuff from year, like the Super Nintendo days, um, because like I've said before, either in the PS Nation days or currently with the DDG days, is that uh, for a little while there, essentially kind of before Destiny and Battlefield Four, um, FPS is just to make me motion sick, so mm-hmm. I didn't play them. Like I couldn't yeah. try, and so if I, I would be interested in Prime, I also have. Uh, this is the first time I have a an uh, an MJC problem. Um, I have Metroid Dread sealed uh, in mm-hmm. in a Switch case somewhere in this house, and I don't know where it is. <laughs> like, yeah, I, well, I actually I, I want I to play it. I want to play yeah. it, and I don't know where it is. I know I bought it. I checked my email and saw my receipt for buying it, like in October when it came out. I can't find it. <laughs> you should probably find that and uh, add it to your games to beat this year. Yeah. Especially it's got easy mode now, I believe. Uh, I, so. Yeah. No, it's a great game yeah. to stream if I can get my Switch streaming. Uh, like it's, but I don't know where it is. I mean, this makes sense for Nintendo just, just to have something sitting there waiting 
just because I don't know. I I know what happens, but like compared to like PlayStation and Xbox, you don't really hear Nintendo bragging two weeks before a game comes out that the game's gone gold. Right. You know, like their their stuff is usually done way in advanced, and then they just sit on it until they think is the right time. Do they always get the right timeline? No, but like they at least tend to release games that don't require a bunch of patches day one. And you don't really hear about them like going gold. Uh, mm-hmm. Or at least they never really bragged about that. Cold t- totally could be the case that they go gold two weeks before release, but they just don't brag about it. So the idea that they've been sitting on prime and we're like, what's a good time to release this? Do we release it before dread and then undercut dreads potential because then mm-hmm. people are gonna be like why do i want the 2d one when i can get the the shooter one for, for my yeah, childhood definitely and now you know they reintroduced metroid to people dread sold i think last time we checked like three million copies to where they're like okay now let's put prime out that has like a legacy mm-hmm. attached to it and see what happens uh the only thing i don't like is the fact that like two and three are gonna be probably just basic ports of uh i think two came out on the gamecube and three was a wii game if i I remember correctly which is Uh, interesting to me if they think that they can just take a wii game and put it on a switch like we've already seen that be a problem (laughs) yeah it's been kind of mixed so like zelda skyward uh, sword needed a rework and it still was kind of funky (laughs) yeah but like if you look at uh they just released the force unleashed on the switch uh not nintendo themselves but someone did so like you can just port wii games over relatively easy with no work on them you just have to hope the art style holds up which i don't think the force unleashed art style holds up on current times but in other times um no more heroes was pretty much a straight port Mm -hmm. you know they got rid of the waggle and that was actually pretty successful and it that art style held up so it's just a matter of how confident they are in that um, I'm really hoping that like it, they do put out like just a remastered trilogy, but it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. Right. And knowing Nintendo, they'll put out remastered one, promise remastered two and three, and then we'll wait to those games' 20th anniversaries to release them or something crazy. So we'll see what happens there. Um, all right, next bit of news uh, from Software's next game is apparently already in the final stages of development. So according to uh, from some software director Miyazaki, uh, the studio's next game is already in the final stages of development. The current rumors say it's an armored core game. Uh, so we'll get some like mech Dark Souls action, Demon Souls action there. Uh, and then in addition to that, uh, Miyazaki did say they are still working on updates for Elden Ring. Uh, did not elaborate on whether that meant like expansions or if it just meant patches and updates. Elden Ring through patches have added NPC and like extra dialogue stuff. So there's a chance they could add more and just free updates. Uh, but they also, I think a lot of people would hope they have an expansion, but I don't think it's required for, for Elden Ring. And I think that the way that they've... My understanding of the way the story is told or not told in Elden Ring, I think an expansion would be kind of hard. <laughs> I I mean, it's doable. I mean, they also, like... It almost had to be kind of, like, standalone, though, right? Like, the, the story really couldn't connect. Like, the universe could connect, but the story couldn't connect because the player might not have gone left, as an example, you know? Mm, 
I don't. No, I haven't like, played, so I don't. I mean. Yeah, no, no. It's it's open, but the story's pretty set. Like, if you want to hit credits, you have to do certain things to okay. hit credits. So they they definitely could work that in there. How it will face, how it will fit in the world map, that's the thing. Like, if you were to do an expansion, will you just have to have a separate screen at the jump, mm-hmm. or do you integrate that into the the map? So then if yeah, you I started think, I, mean, I game. think we've seen companies do it. Horizon did it, where all of a sudden there was just this new area. You climbed over a hill, and there was, this, or you climbed over a mountain. There was just this new area. Um, so, it, but like in terms of like how they do that for like new players, like is it going to have to be like here's just an expansion you go to, here's an island you go to, right. or like will you have to beat the game and how many people are really yeah. beating elders right Elder i don't know how to is the question go, I, I, another one i didn't play is how did ghost handle uh, ghost of shishima handle adding that island like were you did you get like i a think level the island's just there you could just go to it yeah um so it wasn't like that big a deal i just wonder in in terms of uh I would have to look at the trophy data. Like the community was doing better than I thought in okay. terms of getting further, but I wonder how much the drop off is when you get yeah. towards like the, uh, the final boss. And I think and it's super interesting. So before Elden Ring, the last from software one was Sekiro, right? Yes. So, um, they had that VR game. Okay. As well. They had a smaller VR game. So it's it, the, the time frame of whatever this game is, is is super interesting if you if we're talking about a possibility of a 12 to 15 month window of you know like if this game comes out fe- between February and June of 2023 you're looking at a 12 to 18 month window from the release of Elden Ring to the release of this I'm not saying that these are coming out but if it's in the final stages of development like I don't think that that's another year of development agree no, no, I would probably say six months of uh, testing and polishing mm-hmm. and then game out. Yeah, so like this uh, is something... Um, uh, Branham is saying that the Platinum Trophy is one of the highest in percentages. So. Okay, so they could just do whatever yeah. they want in terms of expansions. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, I mean, this could be something, I guess, especially with um, Keeley's relationship with From Software, um, that this could be a great video game award uh, reveal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, or so they released, I'm going to mispronounce it, uh, Duracine, which was a VR game in 2018, uh, November 2018, and then Sekiro was March 2019, and then Elden Ring, February 2022. So, Do they own the Sekiro license, or does Activision own that? Uh, good question. Uh, I know there that was a partnership, so I would imagine it's like joint ownership, so... Um, because I remember Activision saying like this game wouldn't exist if we didn't put the money into it. Right. You know? So I, I would imagine. Like, I think it's something that won a video game award game of the year would warrant possibly wanting to visit the world again. Yeah, uh, but I wonder if they would have to work with Activision and if Activision, in their current state, are like, yeah. oh, that was cute that we did that, but like it didn't make us the money we wanted. Or Phil Spencer's just licking his chops. <laughs> close the deal. Close the deal. Close the deal. Yeah. <laughs> so. I honestly think so. The rumors that like Armored Core would be the next thing. It's been exactly. I'm looking at the. Um, it's been ten or eleven years since the last Armored Core game came out. So I would imagine we're hitting that ten year anniversary. 
probably a perfect time to revisit it mm-hmm. and armored core doesn't need to be a big gigantic game mech games rarely are gigantic games so i can see them kind of partnering either with playstation vr since they already have the experience for vr for like hey psvr2 we want to do armored core you know like a mech game we saw it with rigs rigs like was cool when you were inside a mech mm-hmm. suit the game didn't survive unfortunately but like it was a cool feeling to be in that mech so I would I would put money on like Armored Core in PSVR two because that gives them a smaller game to mess with in order to hit like releasing a game a year after Elden Ring. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, the interview did state that like they have multiple directors and they have multiple teams that are always working on stuff. So hopefully uh, that means we do get something relatively soon. Uh, and I would imagine, like, if you're Bandai Namco, who helped publish Elden Ring, Elden Ring sold 13 million copies in, like, a month or two. I would imagine you throw whatever fucking yeah. money you have to I, and be like, we need Elden Ring 2. Yeah, From Software is getting, is is moving up the ranks of a, a great of elite studio quickly. I mean, you're yeah. talking about Bloodborne, Sekiro... And Elden Ring, along yeah. with their VR sprinklings, like yeah, and then Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Armored Core, like they right. have. I'm just talking about the like, last three things they released. Were all game of, either have been or will be game of the year contenders, like top three contenders. Bloodborne yeah. was up there. I don't know where it finished when it came out. Um, you know, uh, Sekiro won some, and yeah. Elden, Ring's and going, Elden Ring is going, is going to win some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elden Ring will walk away with multiple awards from the Video Game Awards in December. Multiple. Yes. Oh, for sure. It might not walk away with it. It it might not walk away with the game of the year, but it will finish in the top three for votes. Um, Yeah, it will finish in the top three for votes. Um, And Sekiro won, and I believe Bloodborne was in the top five. I would put money that Elden Ring will walk away with the game award for game of the year. Like... I, the, the only reason I can't say that is without knowing if God of War is or isn't coming. That's like, <laughs> I I think I think Elden Ring would beat God of War regardless of how big God of War is, just because I have a hard time with that. If this is the true wrap up to this story, like what we thought was going to be a trilogy is now only going to be a, a two-ogy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I could totally see them just being like. I agree. I I, I agree, yeah. but yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, like it's regardless. It's it's it is whether it wins game of the year or not. It will be in the must play games of 2022. Yeah, it will be the game that actually defies the odds of like usually games in February aren't mm-hmm. even remembered by the time the game of the year is decided. Yeah. And Elden Ring, based will on this, this year's releases, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's not going to be forgotten at all. All right, uh, Persona 3, 4, and 5 are coming to PC and PlayStation. So this was like the big reveal at yeah. X. Not the big reveal, but it was a surprising reveal at the so Xbox. So confused about this. Yes, okay. So Persona 5 is getting a PS5 port, and that is coming to PC as well. Persona 3 and 4 Golden are coming to PS4. So those aren't getting native PS5 ports. You're going to have to use backwards compatibility for that. And then Persona 3 and 5 will be joining Golden on PC. Do you follow, Dave? No. 
So okay. which ones of these were PSP or Vita games? Persona 3 was a PSP game. Okay. And then Persona 4 Golden was a Vita game. Okay. What yeah. what platforms has Persona 5 been on? PlayStation 4. Okay, so it's getting That's it. it's getting an upgrade. Yes, it's getting an upgrade. Um and obviously they're coming to Game Pass day one. All of these on are Xbox coming to that- Game Pass. Yes. Okay. Yes, I believe so. Because didn't a Persona um, game just get removed from PlayStation or even from the PS Plus collection or something? Yes, uh, Persona 5 Royale, which is like the game of the year edition okay. of Persona 5 that was removed from the instant game collection Correct. Okay. not too long ago. Uh, and I guess it's because the PS5 port's coming. So I don't know if that means there will be a free upgrade along the path. And then, you know, Atlas was like, we got to remove from the instant game collection or all these people are going to get free upgrades to the ps5 version i don't know what happened exactly there (laughs) well Uh, the reason why this is big enough news is though because there was concern or questions surrounding when they essentially showed up on xbox's stage and said hey we're with xbox like we're coming to xbox now and people like did you lose your playstation contract (laughs) like what's going on (laughs) like how much money did they throw at you because (laughs) but now apparently they're like why not both (laughs) <laughs> or all three yeah yeah the only question that remains now is does xbox have like some sort of launch exclusive on it because it was on their stage because xbox's wording almost made it seem like it was exclusive period and it turns out no it's all just coming everywhere mm-hmm. uh, we just don't know the dates uh but at least like as far as i know the persona 4 golden port on pc is good so i'm assuming that's the version yeah, of the that's games we're getting on PS5 and Xbox. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, so. it, I just need to know like how much work is going to go into Persona Three. That is a PSP game. This is this uh, is a series and a game that I have so many people, like yourself included, that rave about this game, and I'm like, huh? Like, let me look at a trailer again, and I watch a trailer for thirty seconds, and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think you would be into the gameplay, but like the like relationship simulation aspect of it would though you're into that anime game uh that dating sim game so you might because of the combat (laughs) i know but like that combat might get you into like the dating sim aspect of like oh if i if i romance this person in my party we do better in the field and then you'll be into that you know like and then you'll be asking Bungie to be like, okay, what if we romance Zer? <laughs> and he gives me better items that, because that I That is not him. the name I expected you to reference right away, but kudos to I, you. That's the only name that I can think of, and I know he's a shopkeep, so. <laughs> kudos to you. So Yeah. Uh, so this is coming. Persona 5 is coming this year to Xbox and theoretically PS5 and PC. No release dates on Persona 3 or Persona 4. Persona 4 is personally the one I'm most interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it is, in my opinion, the, the yeah, best Persona I, the, game, and it's, people and it's golden. Raved. People bought Vitas for Persona, like strictly. I I think I kind of bought my Vita because yeah, I, so. I can't remember why I bought my Vita, yeah. and I've actually charged my Vita recently, and I can't find my memory cards. And then I was like, "Well, I'll buy a new memory card." Okay. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Just call Josh. <laughs> oh my god, Vita memory cards. That's like another thing on my list of like things I need to collect 
I need to buy a stupid <laughs> memory card. Michael's gonna start like like walking home from work. Like, oh, you have a yard sale? Let me flip through here real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, I've been looking at yard sales. I missed one this week because of yeah. like family plans. But I I would have been out there just being like, what you got? What you got? What you got? Yeah. Uh, so uh, you're gonna yeah. it's gonna happen, yeah. especially in a city like Chicago, man. You're gonna come up to somebody's house that their son like is like your age and moved out to California like seven years ago, and they found this box under his bed. You're gonna be like, "Yep, the whole thing. Give me the whole thing, <laughs> dude." That's the thing. It sucks. Like uh, full disclosure, I, I, for Best Buy employee, they used to recycle full game consoles, and I would just watch like yeah. full game consoles get recycled and thrown out, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, that yeah. is." The worst thing. One of my coworkers showed me a picture of a a Super Nintendo in box with all the accessories thrown into our recycling bin <laughs> just like two weeks ago. Ugh. Like, oh god. So yeah, I need to go garage sale hunting just to <laughs> rebuild my collection because uh, I lost some eBay auctions this week. I was gonna reward myself with some eBay auctions on PS3 games uh, for getting a new job, and I lost all three of the auctions I was in. Uh, so I've got to build that collection. All right. Uh, the last bit of news, just a quick one. Just uh, let's go the opposite of what's delayed. A Plague Tale Requiem has a release date. So a Plague Tale Requiem is coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X on October 18th. Thank God. We like we're talking about like the holiday yeah. area great, is great finally starting game. to fill out. Great time. Yes. A week before uh, it has Gotham a chance Knights. To con- great time a one and like a essentially a narrative driven one and done story game like i think you're hoping for what like a 12 to 16 hour story at the most yes like just yeah. give me something i can play the week of halloween is, how long is the first one i would say eight to 12 hours okay. depending on like how with yeah, like again the raving about this game like it's 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 on the list somewhere that and like i need to start just knocking out games that i can knock out in like uh, you know f- five or six sittings you know yeah uh so yeah this is coming out uh new trailer was out looks fantastic i'm excited for it uh usually i have the same fear i have with any game that is like a surprise hit they get the sequel is i just worry that they're gonna overstuff this game Mm -hmm. i'm hoping they don't uh but i can totally understand why you would want to like overstuff a game like this that you so, I knew when I saw the tech demo of this game like six years ago that it was going to be special, but like I'm assuming if you're on a developer side, you this game becomes a hit. You're just like, I'm throwing fucking yeah. every like, idea they, I have. They found it. the secret sauce, and now they're going to saturate the food with the secret sauce. Like, and like, yes. that's the concern. Um, so I have a question that I don't know if this is a, you know on topic enough, off topic enough, or whatever, but... Uh, just because it's it's something that's been on my mind. So similar to what we were just talking about with uh, Elden Ring and some of these other games for like the like not necessarily maybe not winning officially winning game of the year, but being like a must play game. As I think that Plague Tale Innocence is that what the first one was called? Yes. Okay. Um, is that it, you? You would consider this to be a must play game from 2019? Yes. Okay. So yes, like on, on your list it was a must play 2019 game, correct? It was my game of the year that year. Yeah. Um I and it won a small handful, like a small amount of game of the year awards officially somebody like tweeted at me when I tweeted this and corrected me about how many it did or didn't win cuz I I can I called it a game of the year contender. Um and I don't know if it was really considered a contender, but a must play. So, the narrative on the internet has been that Game Pass is bad for devs, correct? 
Okay. That seems like it, even though developers say the opposite. Um. So, why would a company that had a sleeper hit sign a deal with Game Pass for their game before their release date is set? Before pre-orders are announced? Or any of that stuff? I would assume money. Number one. Uh, there's a chance they looked at their player base because they have the data from the first game of like 90% of our player base is on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if we go, if like we're incentivized to put it on game pass on Xbox, just to get Xbox players into our, our world and then get guaranteed money from there. So I would assume it's a combination of Xbox offered enough money and the Xbox player base for innocence was just low enough that they were just like because the previous ones on Game Pass, yeah, the previous ones on Game Pass, yeah. yeah. But no, I, it's, just, I, it's just something that I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around. Like, and again, I've talked about Game Pass at length. I'm there are people that listen to the show on a regular basis that tell me that games as a service is bad or um, subscription services for gaming is bad. Like, and they they yeah. tell it to me regularly, and and and. But then we see games like this before their dates are announced before, because like if you think if they're a video game company and they're greedy, similar to like what Outriders did, where there was all this launch and all this hype leading up to Outriders. And we found out like 30 days before launch, it's coming to Game Pass. At that point in time, people were like, well, I already pre-ordered, blah, 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 blah. And now this company is doing the reverse where they announced the game or that where I mean, we knew it was coming. Um, but they do do another reveal of the game this summer on Xbox's stage and say, hey, day one on Game Pass. And then the next week, they come out and show you a little bit more and give the release date and then start talking about special editions and pre-orders and collection collector's editions. Like, it's just a super fascinating, interesting story dynamic to me of marketing. And, you know, like, does X, did X, you know, and we'll never know, but did Xbox back the truck up again? And obviously they think that they have data that shows enough people played the first one to warrant this. And again, yeah. whatever is delayed or not delayed for this holiday, because sure, I'm, this deal might have gotten boost. This might have been one of the deals that we talked about that got boosted very fast when they realized Starfield's not coming. So I want to say they announced this was coming to Game Pass like last year. Okay. Like, this was, like, a year in advance. Like, we knew this was coming to Game Pass. Okay. If I'm not I, I, mistaken. Okay. Then then that's great. Like, that's that's great for them. It's just, it yeah. just doesn't fit what the narrative of people are telling me. And I'm trying to listen to you. Like, people that tell me that no, the subscription services are But you're are listening bad. to, like, you're listening to, like, the same people that are just, like, hardcore fanboys that, like, you're never going to convince them that Game Pass is okay. Nothing will. God of War can be on Game Pass, and because it says Xbox on it, they're going to be like, <laughs> "Fuck that service! This is ruining games." So, like, I know that, those, that's part of the those problem. are the people that, for whatever reason, feel they need to interact with me <laughs> because they have to, like, because they, they need something, and they know they can, like, they can poke a hornet's nest. But like, I, I would imagine it's a combination of Xbox looked at the data and they're like, "Oh shit!" And a large amount of our player base, our, our subscribers played this game okay how do we keep those people let's back up the money truck to focus home interactive and get the sequel on there so people like in my situation where my thing's going to expire i would probably resubscribe my 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 subscription expires like a month or two after this comes out but like if i was close to that 
then I would probably hang on to my subscription because of that. Uh, and then you have to look at it, like I said, from the developer side, they probably saw the player base just wasn't high enough on Xbox. So they're just like, let's just get whatever money Xbox willing to back up to us because the people on PlayStation aren't going to be swayed one way or the other. Like, cause people are just so entrenched in their like brand war. So, so like, okay, so like Josh crease in chat, a friend of mine says, most people have never heard of play tale. It sold a million copies in a year. Yeah, it sold, it sold pretty well. It was <laughs> like, in Game of the Year conversations. Yeah, it sold a million copies before the Game Pass deal, and you know, and 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 that was like the last update that I, you know when I Google it really quick or whatever. The last update about how a million copies was July first, twenty twenty. So yeah, like I I don't I I haven't Probably heard one and a half two million. Yeah, I haven't heard anything now. else since then. But you know, I I'm it's it it did well enough like. And it's been on Game Pass for a while, so I'm yeah. sure it's been played by a lot of people by now. So, uh, I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, I also would imagine because it's on Game Pass and Xbox does not fucking have anything first party coming out, it will be featured in Game Pass ads during mm-hmm. the holidays. So, like, if you're Focus Home Interactive, if you're Plague Tale, if Xbox is offering you free marketing money... yeah. And which which like also guaranteed. helps PlayStation sales, whether you believe it or not. Yes, <laughs> because then they're going to see and like PC that sales. game look cool. <laughs> Let yeah. me just look it up. If oh, it, it is on PlayStation. Okay, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. So like, it, there's reasons why developers would be like, oh shit, they're going to market my game for free. What do you think the first game that we're going to see in the next year that's on both services day and date simultaneously? MLB the show. Uh, like oh on PlayStation Plus and mm-hmm. Game Pass yeah ooh and it'll be the sh- no it's not for <laughs> the show like because there's gonna um, be one right there's gonna be somebody that I, I don't <laughs> I think they're in too much of a battle right now that they're always gonna just counter offer each other to avoid that for at least right now it might be a couple years before we're at that point but it'll probably be like a Devolver game or something okay uh, though Devolver has like no problems like. I don't know if you noticed, like, they did that last year. They had, like, an Xbox ex- console exclusive with a game. Um, and then they also had a Nintendo exclusive with a game. And then they have a PlayStation exclusive. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Devolver doesn't seem to, like, have any problems making, like, individual exclusivity deals. Yeah, they, it so definitely I, feels like Devolver t- treats every single every single one of their intellectual properties, rightfully so, as as their own independent bubbles. Like they don't use one yeah, to pull against it, the other. It's like, okay, this is over here. Yeah. Oh, you got to talk to that team. Well, I want to talk to you. Like, I don't deal with that game. I deal with this game. We're talking yeah. about this game. And then also <laughs> they're really good at knowing like the Nintendo crowd is going to eat this shit up. The yeah. Xbox crowd is going to eat this up to where I imagine it's Devolver going to the individual console makers and being like, we have something perfect for you. Mm-hmm. How much, you know, uh, as opposed to them just taking one game from, console manufacturer to console manufacturer to be like can you please put our you know like they have a very strategic thing and also i think they're a ballsy enough company to be like we'll put it on both of your so you will pay microsoft and playstation you will both pay us money to have I one of can't our wait games to hear on about one. the <laughs> the studio that has like the xbox pr team and the playstation pr team and they don't talk to each other and then they both like announce like on the same day that said game is coming to services and xbox is like what and playstation is like 
what's going on and they're just like, eh. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah i think we're at least a couple years away from that though because right now you can probably go to you get the lowball offer from playstation and then you probably get the like oh my god i was joking you don't need to give me that much money from xbox just because <laughs> xbox is desperate and yeah. playstation has no reason to be desperate. Right, absolutely yeah so, i know yep i agree with you it probably yeah. will be mlp <laughs> it's what it should be <laughs> at a certain point like i i have a feeling we're not far away from there being like a free-to-play mlb game right to where they just release like online only win- mode with microtransactions or whatever or they're all they're um diamond dynasty only like you can't play road to the show yeah. but you can play diamond dynasty only with card packs and everything yeah. like that yeah i agree yes and, and then that is the thing that's on plus and xbox and then if you want road to the show it's only on playstation or something yeah. i don't know so, uh, so right. that that will probably be the actual thing that happens all right, so that is our news. Um, as of now, we don't hear anything that has been delayed. However, we do have a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. <laughs> That's maybe something could get delayed third that we don't party, know about. <laughs> Third-party mini Direct. Yeah. So expectations. Yeah. Well, low. by the time they hear this, it'll already be over. So <laughs> unless yeah. they're watching right now. Hi. All right. Um, so what we're playing and watching, uh, as we kind of mentioned at the beginning, uh, we recorded a little later, like a, a, an entire almost two days later two days last later. week than this than we are recording this week which also uh, plays a factor into this as well as just i am a 39 year old man with a full-time retail job and a wife and kids <laughs> so um i did not really play very much of anything game wise this week um right before we recorded i did watch uh, the unrivaled uh, e30 espn special on the red wings colorado avalanche rivalry of the late 90s uh if you're a are a hockey fan at all um, I highly recommend uh, checking that out. It's it's re-airing on ESPN. You can watch them with commercials. If you have ESPN Plus, you can watch it whenever you want on demand. Um, but, uh, I mean, most people know that I'm a very big sports fan. Um, but uh, hockey is very hard for me to watch right now because the Red Wings are not very good. <laughs> um, but uh, this was, you know, when I was 14, 15, 16 years old. Um 13 14 15 uh in the in the in the late 90s and this was kind of when hockey was in its heyday so uh it's it was it was very interesting um michael probably maybe paid a little bit more attention to hockey in the mid 2000s when the blackhawks were really 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 good um so oh, you mean the 2010s then yeah point, i mean they, they were building they still weren't they, on t- they, they were yeah. building from they, like the 05 06 07 time to like and then they had a like a what 2009 to like 2014 run or something like that yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but so if you like hockey, uh, I would definitely check it out. If you're interested in learning about or looking into hockey, that's that's a, a very interesting time. If you like to watch a lot of footage of of grown men punching each other and not playing hockey, uh, I recommend watching this. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and then um, Owen Michael's gonna roll his eyes at this one. Uh, Owen has been uh, on a kick with his Transformer toys lately, so we've been watching all of the Transformer movies. The Michael Bay ones, yes. <laughs> um, so we were up to... We did the first three, the Shia LaBeouf ones, and then we we did the first uh, Wahlberg one. Um, and then on Sunday, Angela wasn't home, and Owen wanted to watch another Transformers movie, and we watched the 1986 animated movie, which is not on any... Cry? Huh? Is that the one where Optimus dies? But isn't that like almost every Transformers movie right now? No, no, but he like dies, dies <laughs> yes. in that one. So. Okay. Um, I did not enjoy that movie. 
it had some weird pacing to it. Um, it didn't definitely didn't have as much nostalgia to it as I thought it would. Um, it's just very, very interesting music. I credit. I know it was the mid eighties. <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> oh, and kind of like halfway through, it was like, can we stop? And I'm like, well, I actually had to rent this for like $3. So no. <laughs> so, um, because it wasn't on any streaming yeah. service. Yeah, that's the crazy that that's the one where like Orson fucking Wells is Unicron, <laughs> which is just fucking wild. The, the thing that I was actually the most impressed of, uh, impressed about it was wa- just recently watching like a lot of the Michael Bay Transformers, you know, um, Galvatron and stuff like that. Like that was referencing to that movie or referencing to the the name of the the newly man the newly created human Megatron that they called Galvatron was referred to in the eighties as well. I didn't put that all together. Um, yeah. you know, cause like they would call him that and Owen would be like, Hey, <laughs> you know, Owen's catching it. And I'm kind of like half paying attention, half on my phone, um, you know, while we were doing this, but so lots and lots of transformers and, and with Owen's schedule, it's, it's been a lot of like, okay, we're going to watch the first hour and then we're going to watch the next hour and a half tomorrow. So, um, good, bad or indifferent. We've got the last night left and Bumblebee, uh, to watch, um, out of all of them. I think the last night is the one that I enjoy the most. Um, so just kind of like some of the, the history of like more history of the, of the transformers and just the, the actor dynamic, uh, between like Wahlberg and the other female character that I can't think of her name right now. And, um, like that one seemed to be the best. And I don't have a lot of memories either way of Bumblebee. I think I maybe watched it once or twice. So there's another one coming next year, I guess. And I don't really know what the gist of that one is. So. Um, robots in disguise <laughs> I meant like who's in it or what timeline it's part of um, and then Optimus Prime <laughs> I think that we're going to start I, I want to go see the new Jurassic Park um, I want to see it in theaters so we, uh, if Angela and I have the time we might start kind of watching some of the other Jurassic Parks again just to get ready to watch the new one again or we'll just watch the new one and then watch the old ones later so um but that is pretty much where I'm at with playing and watching. So, yeah, uh, for me, it's literally nothing. Uh, but like, didn't get a chance to play anything. So I started a new job last week. So I was doing all the onboarding stuff. Uh, so I've been having to go downtown, which is something I haven't been doing in like several years. So that's been kind of tiresome. Uh, Sarah had some family over, so we had to play tour guide. So like my Saturday. Instead of uh, like rehabbing from being at work at a new job, uh, we had to travel all over Chicago to be like, here's the bean and here's wherever else we went downtown. Like, I don't even remember. It's kind of a daze of like all the places we ended up visiting on Saturday. And then Sunday, I did get to do something interesting. So uh, Sarah and two of our friends, we went to AEW's Forbidden Door. Uh, which is which is the big AEW pay per view that was in partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it was AEW wrestlers and a bunch of Japanese wrestlers brought over, or not a bunch of Japanese wrestlers, a bunch of New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestlers uh, brought over. So got to see that. Uh, everyone had a good time. It was a super fun show. Orange Cassidy versus Will Osprey was the best match of the show. Uh, the only complaint I had is the show was from six o'clock to 11. So, uh, 
it was a really long show. So even I ran out of energy by the time we got to like the second to last match. Uh, but everyone seemed to have like a really good time with the wrestling. Uh, it was our friends like first show and it was, I think he had a good time. Like he ended up just like following a bunch of wrestlers on social media after, and has just been like sent me a couple things about like, different wrestlers that he saw. So it was cool introducing people to wrestling, especially AEW because AEW descent tends to be a little bit more fun than WWE currently. Uh, but it was, uh, it was an interesting show. It was the first time I was at the United center in like a decade. Um, <laughs> United center Davis where the bulls play. I know. What the United uh, center so is. <laughs> I'm just making sure I'm just making sure. Um, so it had been like a really long time since I'd like been to the United center. Cause I usually sports wise, it's I'll go to a Sox game, go to a Cubs game. Uh, so first time being in the United center in a while. Uh, and one thing I love about the United center, it seems really hard to get a bad seat in that stadium. It's like perfect in terms of like, we were in like technically the nosebleeds, but we had a perfect view of the, the wrestlers and it wasn't like crazy, like far away. I almost feel like almost any stadium arena you go into that was built after the mid nineties has the, has you know, they really figured out like sight lines. Like they really figured it out. Yes. So. Especially if you look at like old stadiums or yeah. old arenas, like it could be pretty brutal, but I was a little worried because it'd been so long since I was at the United center and I've never been to a wrestling show at the United center. I was just like, I hope we're not too far back. But yeah. Perfect, like I, I could see that angle. being a concern. You're like, Hey, I've seen a hockey game or I've seen a basketball game there where like a basketball court's huge compared to a wrestling ring. <laughs> so. Yeah, basically what I ended up doing is I ended up pulling up pictures of the hockey games uh, and, you know, the view my seat stuff online. I pulled up hockey games and I was just like, okay, the Hawks logo is about the size of a wrestling ring. What does it look like from (laughs) our angle? Uh, Because they haven't really done wrestling shows in United Center until a couple years ago. Yeah, they used to go for smaller venues. Yeah. yeah, well, they usually go outside of Chicago for tax purposes and yeah. union purposes. So they usually go to Rosemont, mm-hmm. which is like a 15,000 seat arena. United Center is about like 20 to 26. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's very rare that United Center is being used for it just because it's very expensive. And also it's in a really shitty part of town. So I felt bad for all the Japanese wrestlers who are like, we're going to Chicago. And then they get driven to the United Center and like, yeah, the crazy part fuck. is the United Center is getting near 30 years old and like it's getting near vintage stadium. <laughs> so, like, it is, which is just wild. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, got to see that forbidden door was fantastic. Some questionable decisions and, uh, thought it was a little weird. You, 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 you bring a lot of these wrestlers over from across the world and most of them lose. I feel like was this kind of like, Hey, you could have had a couple of, like Japanese wrestlers or New Japan wrestlers win some matches. Yeah. Uh, Cause there was like 14 matches and only like two New Japan wrestlers won, you know, their respective matches. And it was just like, okay, that's, that's kind of a bummer. Uh, but overall really fun, just really exhausted. And, and <laughs> I, I worked today and I worked the rest of the week. So it's like, Oh God. Yeah. Getting on that five day straight schedule is not all it's cracked up to be from what I hear. <laughs> so. uh, yeah. Luckily I'm, I have a hybrid set up so but still yeah i'm tired especially when you're starting a new job it's just a bunch of brain overload (laughs) yeah people teaching you stuff and then throwing like like 
shorthand at you and they're just like i don't know what stop talking in letters just tell me the full words mm-hmm. like I, I can't <laughs> uh but yeah uh, just doing all that stuff all right all right so we're going to jump to our questions and comments using hashtag ash digital days you can send us those as stefan seems to do at least every other week as he did again um is daisy worth buying i have seen mixed reviews but watching gameplay on youtube it looks really interesting i have never played it and i don't want to play it i don't battle royales don't really do that for me and there's other aspects to daisy with the battle royale um but honestly i would say you're you're kind of too late uh on daisy like couple years ago was probably the time to jump in and we're talking about daisy on pc i I believe it's on ps4 as well but don't don't do that um yeah i I heard it runs like trash on consoles yeah yeah uh i would say there was a time and a place where you could hop into daisy now i feel like if you're not going in with like a group of friends that either are you're gonna get people are still doing you're gonna get pups down yeah yeah and and like the fun aspects of some of like the rp servers and stuff like the role play servers you kind of need to already have an in to really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So I would probably say not worth it. I mean, if you're going to jump in on PC, jump in on PC, but you're, you're going to need to bring your group with you. Uh, if you're going to do like survival stuff, or if you're going to do like competitive stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ollie writes a comment and a question. Uh, so has someone as someone who has had their own lengthy gaming funks, it it warmed my heart to hear Dave talk about Shredder's Revenge like a kid at Christmas. It made me feel nostalgic, and I have never even played the original. Uh, Thank you for that, by the way. So this got me thinking, for anyone else who's had a gaming funk, what is the last game that broke it? For him, it was Control. He felt burnt out on the 100-hour climb, the tower reveal the map-style games. Control felt so different. I was hooked on the atmosphere. It felt so immersive. I spent hours reading files dotted around the place. Uh, The writing made me want to investigate more and more. So I don't really think that you get into very many gaming funks, do you? Uh, No, they usually only last like maybe two weeks, three weeks. Like right now, technically, I'm in a gaming funk, but it's just like, exhaustion mm-hmm. from work not like nothing's holding my attention uh but i would probably say like at the beginning of the year because there wasn't a lot of stuff coming out like sifu kind of got me out of a little bit of a gaming funk because before that came out there wasn't really anything and then sifu gave me the confidence to pick up elden ring because sifu was challenging so mm-hmm. i'm like oh if i can handle sifu's combat i could probably handle elden ring's combat and if sifu wasn't out I probably wouldn't have picked up Elden Ring because I wouldn't have gotten that confidence. So I probably would have been in the gaming funk if it wasn't for Sifu. Yeah. For me, the, what, what it's been lately is I almost wouldn't even really call it a funk anymore. I would call it like a fear of starting because like I want, you know, like I've mentioned, I want to play Metroid Dread. I want to play Death Door. I want to play Horizon 2. I want to play numerous things. Um, but I, I worry about like, being able to give it the attention that I want to give it. And I, and I don't know if that's like, I need to, you know, play in a long stretch to get, you know, to get to it. Like, like when I originally had first, you know, years ago, stopped playing horizon, I was an hour, two hours away from the thing that I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm invested now. And I, and I hadn't pushed to it yet. And I almost feel like, and I'm having the same problem with like certain television shows that I'm trying to watch by myself. If they don't do something, within for whatever reason it's 
I've got some ADD. I don't know. But if something doesn't happen within a certain amount of time in a video game, in a television show, like I'm like, okay, I'm bored. Like I need something different. Like, and I don't mm-hmm. like that's a, that, that's a me thing right now. And I don't know if that's just a, you know, so much stuff going on at work, so much stuff going on with all the changes that are happening in my life with like my older kids and, you know, everything that's going on in the world, like, uh, you know, just in general, like it's just, it almost feels like certain things are starting to, to feel chore like, and I think that's, you know, part of the reason that I just easily like pick up destiny. My friends are playing it or they're working on something or I can just go, Hey, like I can tangibly do something without really thinking about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I can just pick up a gun and shoot a couple things in the head and I get to watch a meter go up and I know what it is and I know what it's going to be. And I know it's always there and it stops me from starting because I've started guardians of the galaxy and moved away from it. I've started all these, uh, you know, like I started hollow Knight and moved away from it. Um, and it has like that. The, the games aren't bad, you know, but it's just, it's not enough to, to grab me. And like, I think shredders revenge fit that thing where I was like, okay, I can play like two levels for like 15 minutes. Like I'm saying, like it's a five minute thing. Like, okay, I'm playing through. I got a boss fight. Oh, I'm playing through. I got a boss fight versus, I'm waiting for some narrative thing and some foreshadowing. Like it's like, it feels like it's just taking too long. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So that's, that's definitely like, and I, self-reflection, that's definitely like a me thing. It's like a mental thing. Like, I don't know if I got to go like talk to a doctor and take some medication or something like that to like stop my mind from running a hundred bazillion miles an hour. So. so. You just described Ridlin, but. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So don't, don't remind (laughs) me. So. Uh, all right. Uh, for the most part, that is it. Uh, you know, shorter show today, like we talked about. Um, we're kind of in that late June, early July stuff where there's, you know, maybe we'll have a whole Ubisoft show next week or something if they do something crazy for July. Um, but uh, you can definitely follow us. Uh, the main account is at Digital Days Pod. Michael's account is at the first MJC. (laughs) You just had the talk. I had it under control. (laughs) No, no, no. no. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My Twitter account is at good Dave Hunt. If my editor does a good enough job, which she normally does, you'll hear Michael say pause for effect and there's no pause because I had to sneeze and he's a jerk. (laughs) Making her life easier because then she doesn't have to worry about it because now we're talking about it so people need to know. No, you just ignore it because I, I talk during it. So this is going to have that pause now. So I, I helped you, made your life easier. There you go. You can join our Facebook group or our Discord server. Uh, the links are in the show notes. Patreon is down there as well. Uh, Teespring's account is there if you want some shirts for the summer. Some, you know, get buy a hoodie now in June for October. I don't know. Um, there's some other stuff in there. And uh, PayPal is there. But again, please remember to share the show. Please consider reviewing the show. If you haven't subscribed with Twitch, consider doing that as well. Just things to kind of to help. Um, eventually, hopefully, Michael and I get to go somewhere and do something cool, and like, and we'll, we'll get to use a lot of your your funding for that. But, but I don't, I don't. It's not in 2022. So, no, um, no. But uh, yep. Uh, as always, we appreciate everyone's support. Thank you for listening, sharing, conversating, um, helping grow the community. We always appreciate it. And you are valued, and we thank you for taking the time to listen to us for an hour and ten minutes or however long this is going to be. So I hope everyone has a great week. Keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. See ya.